This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, packed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. You're listening to Made in Level Cross, presented by Pristine Auctions. I'm Thad Moffitt. And I'm Roland Dewey. And today we have no guests, so you just have to listen to the two of us speak. But we got a lot to talk about, huh, Roland? Yeah, we don't we don't need a guest. We have a lot to unpack. Probably too much for 
what we usually do, but we're going to unpack it. We, we just got done with two weeks of solid racing, so we're going to break that down. Solid I don't racing. know about solid racing. I thought it was pretty solid, but uh, we'll talk about that. Thad, how are you feeling? Not great at the moment, Eugene. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have speed, which is a good thing. I think that we have a lot to clean up as an organization, as a team, and me as a driver, of course. So it's positive to start the year off with that much speed, especially like in Daytona. Qualifying in the top 10 with four nice trucks was good, and then we went to Atlanta and we qualified the absolute opposite, where none of the trucks were in the top 20, right? So I think that there's some things that we could work on and get better throughout the season. Well, like I told you, I'm proud of you. You made really good efforts at both both venues, and that's a learning curve, right? You finished this race at Atlanta, and that's what we need. We need data. You need laps. That's it's what's expected in your rookie season. So let's dial back, though. So we headed down on Valentine's Day to Daytona. Let's take the folks back to Speed Weeks or Speed Week end. I keep forgetting it's not speed weeks anymore. Nope. But uh, we made the, what was it, eight and a half, nine hour trek down to Daytona. Yeah. High stopped Spirits. at Bucky's. We stopped at Bucky's, the highlight of our trip. Bucky's, if you're listening, we'd love to have a talk with you about getting on Thad's truck. We love you. But stopped at Bucky's, missed the Florence one, which you gave me absolute hell for. Was not aware there well, was another one. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't aware there was another one until we hit Florida. So apologies for that. But we got some beef jerky. Got some fuel, and speaking of fuel, you know Thad had a generator that his dad got him for his camper, which that's a whole other story for another day. But you know we're trying to start the the generator at Bucky's, and I asked you like, was the last time this thing ran? And I think you said like, I don't know, a half two years ago. Yeah, it was that moment I should have realized that that thing was not going to start. But nope. <laughs> it didn't start. It was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. So, we, you know, we roll into Daytona. We did not have our credentials just yet, so we're just we're, we're getting by as we can to the track. Daytona is exciting, man. Like, yeah, that, the energy is not – I mean, you've been there plenty of times. That was my first time during a race. I've been there before just for tours, but how did it feel going back there? When's the last time you were there? Well, I went last year, right? But I, last time I went to drive would have been 2022. Mm-hmm. And just being part of that weekend as a driver in general is, like, incredible. I don't care if you're running the ARCA race, the truck race. I mean, there's only 160 people, like I said, that get to drive a race car at that place that week. And I was one of them, right? So really cool to – really good honor, you know, to have that. And uh, I just – unfortunate that it ended like it did, you know. I mean, I think that we were really fast all weekend. Everything was clicking. But Daytona is a cool place, and the motorhome was cool, but getting it set up was was not the greatest. No, it was interesting. We ended up – well, I didn't end up. Your dad dropped a couple hundred bucks on a new generator. Yeah. We got that all fixed up and needed an adapter, which we were not aware. But the gentleman, Kevin, he got that with your dad. And then um, the first night, man, we didn't have the gas can out there <laughs> until, like, what – Six, seven o'clock in the yeah. morning, generator shuts off on me. Nobody's there, no gas can. Well, listen, the, ga- the gas can, so here, this is how much of a fiasco Daytona setup was, folks. So, you know, obviously you need gas to run a generator. And we did think ahead, right? So Harrison and Mark, they packed the trailer really good, so thanks to them for that. But they put the five-gallon VP racing fuel 
race-style gas can. I took that out, put it in the back of our dually, and while I was out getting credentials for the golf carts and, and some other VIPs we had there, some jerkwad decided to steal the the gas container. You know, it was there one minute, and then it was gone as soon as you got out with the credentials. So, so the person who, who stole the VP racing fuel five-gallon tank, I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you can live with yourself because you made our life a living hell going to Walmart, buying gas containers. But You said that was the coolest Walmart. That was. In, I love that. So, you know, I'm a race fan, okay? I, I love love all the marketing that goes behind, especially Daytona, like the beginning of the year. That Walmart was encrusted with race fan paraphernalia. I mean, Ross Chastain. I saw more of Ross Chastain on billboards, advertisements, and everything else in that Walmart than I have. I mean, more more so than Kevin Harvick when he had his Bush deal. So. Ross is everywhere. He, he is everywhere. He was the same way in Atlanta. He's like the Protect Your Melon campaign yep. or whatever. He's on all those billboards. He's on the, what's the health company? That's oh, Advent. Yeah. Well, he was with Advent Health. Then they went to Legacy. So, but he was, I mean. Yeah, the one car or whatever yeah. is on there. And then, God, what does he have? The Bush beer the, deal. He's got the moose. I yeah, saw the a bunch moose. Of, like, I saw the moose. moose. Yeah. I mean, they're using him like everywhere. Oh, yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's good for drivers. Like, it feels good to be used like that, right? I mean, to get out there oh, in yeah. front of the people. <laughs> feels good to be used. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> in that way, I mean, like, you you want to be out there in front of the fans, uh, right? You want them to know, like, that you're, I don't know, you enjoy the same things I they know. enjoy. I you know, I mean. Just be a person. So, but no, Walmart was great. So, shout out to that Daytona Beach Walmart. <laughs> Definitely made me feel like a little race fan kid again. I was like, wow, look at all this stuff. I'm just telling you how I feel, man. Yeah, you ever walk into, folks? If you've never been to the Daytona Beach Walmart, you got to do it. It's like going to Bucky's for the first time. <laughs> Your life will change. So, we got the gas can situation filled out, and then we're just hanging out with you know some. Friends, family, fans got to hang out with the crew for the first time. That was really cool. And then we got to practice. What happened with practice? Do you remember that? Yeah, I feel I, I feel like practice was okay. It was solid. My guys, it was their first session ever, other than Doug and Steve. And once again, there's a lot to unpack and clean up there within our organization. I think that everybody did a good job, but obviously there's things that we can all learn at me as a driver and them. As a crew, I think that that there's definitely things we can improve on. So I think everybody's green, man. I've never done this. 90% of my team has never done this. So just learning together and getting better each and every week is all you can ask for. And I I mean, I think think overall for the first time, the crew did very good during practice sessions. I mean, through the whole race weekend, Doug, George impressed the crap out of me. You know, when your splitter was hanging a little low. And instead of trying to have you join the pack, he just had you come back in. He goes, I'm not concerned about this practice session. I want to get this truck dialed in. And he got that thing dialed in, man. I mean, yeah. If you guys weren't paying attention, which if you listen to the podcast, I assume you were watching the race, right? You know, go out and qualify in the first round. Fantastic for a rookie. And then you end up sitting 10th for the race. I mean, you can't ask for a better start to a season no. than that. I think that I can't, we kind of surprised a lot of people, even ourselves, you know, qualifying in the top 10 first time out and just showing that kind of speed right off the trailer. I mean, I don't, I don't know that another truck team 
first race out has qualified top 10. Yeah. So I think that was, I mean, props to Cody and all those guys at Nice that help us out each and every week too, right? But I think that, like, Doug obviously had a lot to do with with how fast we were. I think we were on the splitter, like I said, really hard in practice. And then throughout the weekend, we just worked on getting it up off the ground and throughout practice. And then, again, in qualifying, we touched a little bit, but it wasn't that bad and just got better each and every run. And like I said, that's all you can ask for. I mean, at this point, with all of us being pretty brand new to this, other than Doug, just continuous continuous improvement is all you can ask for. So, How did it feel – Going across the stage with your name being announced for the first time, that had been really special, right? Yeah, I felt like it was It was really surreal, dude. Like, race day in general was – all of it was a lot. It was just – I didn't know what to expect, and it just – everything came real, and it was really cool to be a part of, you know, and, and to have my name on the door and have my name on the stage, and then it was – really really good for about five laps and then it wasn't like I said but I mean just the whole day in itself was just like a dream felt like right and then I realized after the race man I get to do this again next week I really need to focus up and make sure I have a good week next week and then of course we went to Atlanta and again had a great day until it wasn't yeah so but going back to the tune I mean that I, I think we even after the race Everyone was in good spirits. Big shout-outs to the Jergowitzes from Tasty Duck. Had a great time with them. They cooked us with duck. They were in good spirits. We were pounding some one spot of coconuts and outlaw beer, having having fun there. Caitlin Daigler and the Custis Bank crew, big shout-out to them. Had a ball with those folks. And, then, you know, we had we had Lear out there. So yeah. I think the Lear truck bed cover looked freaking awesome on the truck. Yeah. Um, it looks real. So that was a lot of fun, and for a lot of them, it was their first NASCAR race. So I think, I think you did a pretty good job, all things considered. Yeah, with how everything went. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better weekend. We got the race in. We didn't weren't rained out. You qualified well, and you know, just lessons learned, right? Yeah, and I think that I mean, like you said, I had a good support system there to kind of get me get me up out of that hole before I got too deep in it. Right? I mean, like I had. Went right over and talked to uh, the Jergowitz family from Tasty Duck and Caitlin from Customers Bank, and they were not mad at all. And I was like, dude, I'm fired up right now. I mean, I just destroyed my race car lap five. Like, is this is stupid. And they were like, no, you did awesome. Yeah. They were like, there's nothing you can do. They were in good spirits, like you said. And Lane, same way. He was like, dude, don't beat yourself up. He's like, anybody would have done the same thing. So... You're very blessed that we're all blessed that lean. I mean, he, he was the, the guy right there and then saying, you know what? Don't shake it off. It's, it's, it is what it is. Take away from the positives and learn from it. So, uh, you know, the Moore family has been amazing throughout this whole journey and definitely blessed to have them part of this. So yeah, Daytona, before we move on to Atlanta, I'll have to address because I'll have to address this situation. Almost destroyed the trailer. Leaving. Your dad won't let me forget it. Yep. So, uh, for those of you who are not aware that the turn four tunnel is not the same dimensions as the turn one tunnel, now you've heard it first here on Maiden Level Cross. Don't do what I did. I had the petty hauler hauling back all the good stuff and almost went through turn four and had a catastrophic day <laughs> ripping the trailer apart. It was. 
Okay, so it was like a traffic jam. Oh yeah, it was a disaster. And, and, and then people were honking at him. He was trying to back up and get turned around. People were videoing. It was pouring rain. Yeah. People were flipping me the bird. I had probably fifty to sixty cars backed up. And and to have, help you guys visualize this, there's no place to just turn around a, a trailer, right? It's just you have to back that whole thing up. But you need someone to help you back it up. So luckily, I had Caitlin with me and. We had this NASCAR official who was coming through the other side tunnel. And I knew as soon as I hit these yellow things, I'm like, I'm not fitting through that tunnel. Well, this NASCAR official says, son, you ain't fitting through that tunnel. <laughs> I said, I, I realized that. Can you can you help me? So he helped me. I didn't even grab his name. I wish I did because I definitely like to track him down. He Maybe he was a track worker. He had NASCAR and Daytona and stuff on. So big shout out to him, whoever you are, my hero, my anonymous <laughs> hero who helped me. And then, you know, sure enough, I'm being passed, being called all types of expletives. And, and it turns out your dad was one of those guys. I didn't even see your dad. What, what got me, though, what I, I got frustrated, though. So the whole reason I went to turn four is because, you know, throughout the whole weekend, you know, you and I are going in the dually. We're going in the golf cart, doing these appearances and all that. And I don't think twice about the size of the tunnel, right? I just assume they're all the same sizes. And, you know, your dad follows me out in, in your mom's. Suburban, which is a large vehicle. I know he was going to see your grandpa in, in the motorhome lot, and then he turned off. I just assumed I was doing the right thing. You know, I, I just thought, hey, this is the path of least resistance for this truck trailer. Well, I thought wrong. So learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. My, your dad now called me wrong way instead of rolling. So <laughs> I, I gladly, gladly do that. So there was that, there was that snafu. So we, we, boy, it was really interesting. I did We had the, the generator, we had the tunnel and then your good luck charm. That was, was not good. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a good luck mm-hmm. charm. I told Sorry. you before you gave it to me, man, I said this, you, you called it a totem. Yes. I said, these things do not work for me, man. They just don't. I mean, I, I got a Buckeye last year. I got wrecked. I did the lucky penny thing. My window net fell down at Daytona. I mean, we got Ling Long this year. Ling Long, yes. We got Ling Long is what you gave me. It rode in my pocket for qualifying. I was like, man. Tell I'm, the people what Ling Long is. It's I don't a, think we told them the like last a, time. So it's like a little chopstick holder. <laughs> we went to Vegas. We went to SEMA show. and at Awesome the, restaurant yeah, called Tao. At the awesome yeah. restaurant called Tao, they had like these chopstick holders on the table. And on the bottom of it, it says, like, stolen from towel. So they know everybody takes it, right? And so Roland, I guess, gets his back to North Carolina somehow and yeah. holds on to it. Was SEMA was October, November, December, January. Four months you held on to that? Oh, thing? yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to him at Daytona. It's going <laughs> to give him good luck. And then help you visualize. Maybe we'll put a picture on Instagram. But it's like a little Chinese baby. And, you know, we, I, call, I thought it was appropriate to call it Ling Long because we, that's some of the cheapest tires that customers want. If they're doing like a, a quick tire job here at the garage, well, people are like, I want the cheapest set of tires you got. And there are these things called Ling Long. So if, if you work in automotive, you know what these tires are. They're pretty damn good for the price. <laughs> so I go, how appropriate is it? Like this little Chinese totem. He, he's smiling at that. What, what's the most unique totem I can give him? So I gave it to you. And worked out in qualifying. Yeah, I, that's what I, I mean. That's what I was getting at, right? Like I, I rode in my pocket for qualifying. I was like, man, these things might actually be working. 
wrote in my pocket for the race at all five laps it was in there right and so then then again <laughs> then again we go to atlanta and you're like dude dude just give it another try yeah we roll out for qualifying, just for qualifying. Just 28 on the board Listen. and you said give me that thing yeah. <laughs> so brandon wanted to destroy it he says let's put some tannerite in it there is a hole underneath you could probably put some, pack some little bit of tannerite and blow that thing up but no, I, I kept I kept it. I think it's just gonna sit at my desk now and stare me down. So uh, Ling Long, did you Wong? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so Daytona, we covered that, came home in rainy conditions, and then went back to Atlanta. We didn't go back. We went to Atlanta. We'll be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Pristine Auction is the most trusted sports memorabilia and collectibles auction site. Auctions on pristineauction.com start at just $1. And each day, thousands of signed items are available. So you win signed authentic items at affordable prices. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Pristineauction.com is your one-stop shop for all authentic signed diecasts, helmets, trading cards, photos, and so much more of your favorite drivers. All right, Roland, I've got my eye on this Tiger Woods signed LE 2019 Masters pin flag. There's a lot of cool Tiger Woods stuff on here. I didn't realize they had that much Tiger Woods stuff on Christine Auction, but pretty cool stuff. This Jack Nicklaus picture is neat, too. What's the bid up to? 787 Woo! but the Masters Jeez. flag is $3,100. I think it's cool. worth it. Though. Yeah, no, nah, it is pretty cool. Well, I got my eye on something cool that I'd love to have in my collection. It is a signed photo of the 1972 Martinsville race between your grandpa and Bobby Allison. A little fun fact right now. I can't, right before Atlanta, your grandpa was all, all by himself. The place was all pretty much closed down. And we have that race that plays on loop out there and he's watching it. And so that's a pretty good race, King. And he goes, you know who wins it? And so I think I do. He goes, I do. <laughs> Uh, we'll be headed to Martinsville here in a couple weeks. So yeah. Hopefully we can back up some of the stuff Grandpa did there. Upgrade your collection today and get $10 off your first win using registration code THAD. Again, that's registration code THAD for $10 off your first order. Links are in the show notes. For you, it's all about going further, faster. For them, it's about helping you achieve it. That's why at Customers Bank, they combine the best of technology with a deeply human touch. They offer a wide range of innovative banking solutions backed by outstanding personal service, giving their customers the edge they need to take on tomorrow. Take the lead with Customers Bank. Learn more at gocustomersbank.com slash NASCAR. Hey, NASCAR fans. When it comes to peak racing performance on the track, there's one thing I know is crucial for drivers, and that's hydration. Say hello to One Spot of Coconut, the ultimate hydration for me and NASCAR drivers. Packed with electrolytes and natural goodness. Their fresh coconut water keeps me hydrated as I heat up the race. So get into your pole position and fuel your passion for NASCAR with Once Upon a Coconut and the pure power of all natural coconut water. Head to onceuponacoconut.com to stay hydrated and let the race begin. Went to Atlanta. Really nice weather. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, it was a little cold, but it was cold. Yeah, it was nice, sunny. 
unpack the uh, Pez Garage. I wish I would have Silverado. I wish I would have got to run the old Atlanta. Honestly, I think it's really cool, like to go back and watch those races where they're slipping and sliding around. Yeah. And I mean, I I know the track needed work. I know it needed to be repaved, but Atlanta was like just a small Daytona. Pretty much. I mean, I know that we had to run the top and we were single foul, but it was not hard to run wide open the entire race unless you got a little tight in traffic or or a little free in traffic. Then you would do a slight lift. But, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, restricted plate. You're running wide open the entire time. And our stuff drove good. We played the strategy game. We didn't pit in stage – or we pitted early in stage one when the first caution came out on the 22. I think it was a 22. Yeah. Yep. 22 spawn. Doug was like, all right, I'm coming, and I'm not coming again until the end of stage two. And I was like, good. I'll just yeah. hang out back here in the back. I even said on the radio, I was like, I'm just going to hang out back here for, like, the rest of stage one then. And then stage two, when we restart at the front, we'll go race. And we restarted, put ourselves in position to get some stage points, we got hung out on the bottom and tried to get in the gap on the top, and I guess the gap wasn't there. There was no gap. There was no gap. <laughs> and uh, No gap. I'm so sorry. When that happened, we got hit the right front on the fence and then got some damage, and rest is history. We ran the rest of the laps, but we were not good after that. Kudos to your guys, though. I mean, they, that thing had it. A lot of bear bond on it, but yeah, got it. I'm, I'm like, I was pleasantly surprised that your left front did not cut down or anything. Like that was, you, yeah. were, you know, you were focused on driving, but I was on the pit wall just watching what they were doing, and it was super impressive that that was not rubbing at all. Yeah. So, but and I, I think you guys were resilient throughout the whole deal. You know, it sucks that that was the situation you were in, but you run an eighth. Yeah. Got some good TV time. <laughs> Jamie Little and Mikey were giving shout outs to you so yeah well i mean we're just that was my first time running top 10 in a truck race ever right so like it's, it's just a big learning curve for me and just learning as much as i could and obviously the 98 is the one who got outside of me and he's been doing it for a long time and when he cleared me there was a gap there and it just closes so fast like on those restrictor plate tracks i mean it was the same gap that everybody else had about a car and a half in between them and then whenever he got by me, and I got up in front of 13 and just closed up so fast. He caught my right rear barely and sent us into the fence. So, I don't know. I wish it could have played out a little different. I wish I could have just got some stage points. Just a decent, solid day, man. I mean, just if we had – even if we had no stage points and we just ran all day and ran top 15, I would feel a lot better going into Vegas. But now we have virtually no points after running last and last. And you don't have no points. You have 11. 12. 12 <laughs> points. Yeah. After, that's pretty decent. Man. After the rigs DQ. That's pretty <laughs> decent, dude. I'm pretty sure I'm last. You're, you're leading the rookie standings right now. So, you know, you, mm. got, that, you got that going for you. Yeah, not great, man. Not great. <laughs> not great at all. I think that we – dude, we put ourselves oh, in man. such a box now, though, that, like, I got to score some points at Las Vegas, like – or – We'll go to Bristol and Coda and have to make the race on speed. So, uh, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, just go win Vegas. Just go win. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the preview for Vegas? We got on the truck this. Week? We got South Point on the truck this weekend. Think big thanks to those guys. Brennan Gallen's a good 
good buddy of mine. I called him. I was like, hey, man, I got nobody to sponsor me in Vegas. I was like, I really would appreciate some help, you know <laughs> I mean? <laughs> if you could or if you, anybody you know could, he's really connected out there. Yeah. And, uh, he hopped up right on board, man. It was cool to have those guys on there. And we're staying at the South Point Hotel and Casino. So if you're in Vegas, come see us. I'll be there. I'll be at South Point's booth at the racetrack. Sometime after lunch, I'll be out there. So, yeah, cool to go out there. And Vegas is a neat place, I guess. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Honestly, in all honesty, Vegas, the racetrack is cool. But, like, the city itself, I could probably. I agree with you. I could take it or leave it. <laughs> I could take it or leave it, man. I'm I'm a small town, just out in the woods kind of yeah. guy. That's just – and. I think it's cool, just like I think New York's cool, like the Statue of Liberty is cool. But if I spend more than two days in New York, get me out of there, 100% man. agree with you. Get I, me out of there. I can do two solid days in Vegas, and then it just goes, just get me out of here. I yeah. just can't do it. I think, I mean, but the SEMA show is awesome. The racetrack out there is cool. But it, even even notice the racetrack is a good 30 minutes from the city. <laughs> so. I, I got to do the uh, race experience there. Cool. My buddies at McLeod a few years ago, McLeod Transmission or tra- Cloud Clutches. Slow my rope there. Jeez. The reason I said that is because they're all owned by FTI. But so shout out to those guys. Yeah, I did pretty well out there. Yeah. What, can I drive the truck one time? <laughs> can I do that? It's pretty rough racetrack. It's, it's like, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's like rough getting into one, rough getting into three. It widens out really quick. You can run like the wall all the way down to the white line which I think is cool. It was cool to race against Kyle Busch this weekend. That was pretty cool. I told you, man, just stay in front of or stay behind him. Do what Brendan told told us about Martinsville. I never got close enough to him, but when I got in the top (laughs) ten, I could see him, and I was like, just stay behind him. It's pretty cool. Was I, like, force projecting in your mind? It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, just did. Like saying, Dad, follow Kyle Busch. Dude, when I was in the top ten just running – and I was like, I mean, I was running decent. I was like, this is this is learning. Like, this is a good yeah. learning experience for me. And then, obviously, I made a wrong move, letting the 98 get to my right rear. But I didn't even know that he was running higher, right? And then, like, I wish I would have blocked higher, but I didn't know that he was running higher. And so, just something I got to learn and kind of – I guess that's what they call mirror driving in the top ten, right? Like when just you, do just do what everyone else is doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was running. That's the thing. I was running in line. Yeah. Right. So like, even if it was the ninety-eight behind the one, he would have got out there on his right rear because yeah. I was in his tire tracks. Like, there's there was like maybe a car outside of me, but he definitely put himself right up against the fence to get there, and then when he did, ended up clearing me and then when I went to move up like I said I got tagged right rear but there wasn't a gap there anyways so well before we move on from Atlanta because we're going back and forth now you're confusing me right now we were talking about Vegas now we're talking about Atlanta again well because Kyle's because Kyle's racing Vegas uh, again uh, right I think he's running this weekend we all know but he won, won that race he won Atlanta it's 46 it's the seven <laughs> I got to shout out to you and Matt Mills looked pretty cool out there working with each other. Yeah. And then at one point, Matt's just like, all right, bro, I got to go. Yeah. 
I just had so much damage, right? I, know, but I mean, you know, he even cool. came over after the race. Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry I left you hanging. And I was like, no, I understand. When he left me, he ended up running like half a lap ahead of me, dude. Yeah. Like, I, he drove so far away, I never saw him. Him and the, uh, who was Mason Maggio, 21, they yeah. just checked out. The, the whole Nice crew, I mean, they, I love those guys. They, you know, the crew, Cody, but the drivers, like, you know, Matt and Bailey. What a bummer with Bailey, dude, with the roof. The roof coming off. That was nuts. What are the odds, though, that his roof came off and hit Ty Dillon's truck, the roofing. The roofing. The roofing Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yeah. Rackley roofing Chevrolet. Yeah. And Caden had an awesome day. So Caden's probably in high spirits after that run. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm sure he'll be pumped up at our debrief, and everybody <laughs> else in the debrief will be like, man, that really sucks. Yeah. You know? At Daytona, all I think all four knee trucks wrecked, and then at Atlanta, obviously three out of four. So, so Nice needs a good weekend. We need a good week. Facts need a good week. We need a good week in Vegas. Well, you know, just crank up the Elvis and blow on those dice. Maybe you'll have a good week. (laughs) You don't know what we're talking about, do you? No. God, youngin. So best of luck at Vegas. Mr. Moffat, thank I'll you. Root for you. I'm not going to be there, so sorry. It'll be the first one this year that you didn't go to. I'm not going to Vegas. Love you, but and I just um, can't, can't, get, can't get out there. You know, dude. I mean, I'll be in Bristol though, man. Yeah, I mean, it'll be the first one this year where we don't have like maybe I'm the bad luck charm. A lot of people. You well, it that? can't it can't just be you, right? Because it's everybody. Like we had like. Dude, how many people do we have in Atlanta? Twenty-five people behind my hauler, like at one. Maybe point? we should make a list. Maybe it's we'll, we'll get a list going. Maybe it's like Lauren, Jenny. And we'll, I hope we'll, it's not Lauren because she'll be at all. <laughs> she'll be there for a long time. If you have another rough week and she's there, maybe we have to talk. You to have to stay that. at home, Lauren. <laughs> You're no longer around, allowed at the racetrack. <laughs> we're gonna figure out what the bad juju is. We're gonna get rid of it. So I'm gonna stay home this weekend. For that purpose, I'm, maybe I'm the bad luck charm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. You you actually did better. See how you're going up. Maybe you'll maybe you'll go up another five spots. That'd be great, pretty good, right? No, I want to go up way more than 22. five spots. That would put me. Yeah, that I finished easy, easy, dude. I finished twenty sixth, so that would put me twenty first. Listen, we all we're all hoping for you, but we got to be realistic with these things, you know. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> I, there's no way. You can't convince me that I'm a 21st place drop. It's You're not, by by no means. No, we, we seriously wish wish you and the Faction 46 crew the best of luck at Vegas. Go out and make us proud, which I know you will, with those South Point, that beautiful South Point truck. I like the way their schemes look, like, just historically, right? Yeah. I mean, like, when Daniel Hemrick runs their stuff. Black and yellow. Like, yeah, it's pretty – Straightforward, but their logo's cool. It is. So I've, I've got to run some cool trucks already through three races this year, or yep. going to be three races. And Stay tuned for some other good ones. Yeah, we up. have some good, more good schemes coming. More goodens. All right, well, it's that time where we answer the questions from you, the race fans. You ready for this? I am. You got, you got more and more coming each and every week. So, this is a pretty interesting one. I'm just ran. These are randomly chosen folks, so it's not like I'm choosing one over the other. But this one stuck out to me. 
This question's from Michael Floyd in Annapolis, Maryland. That's where the Naval Academy is. Really? Jesse Wooji, baby. Jesse, if you listen to this podcast, what's up? <laughs> Jesse's a good guy. All right, so Thad, has your mom ever wanted to drive a race car, to your knowledge? I don't believe so. I don't – my mom – yeah, my mom's not a big speed person. She's not a – Would that have even been permitted? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Sharon, Lisa, nor Rebecca, I don't think, ever even considered driving race cars, right? They wanted to be like my grandma. Linda. Yeah. They wanted to do what she did, which yeah. was not drive race cars. It was like knitting and cooking. <laughs> <laughs> knitting and cooking. Like taking care of the kids at the house. Like it was not driving race cars. Do you think we could get your mom in a race car? Can we do like no, a No, dude, there's experience? no way. So she rode with me one time at VIR, and it, she was the worst passenger. <laughs> the Like just yelling at me the whole time, telling me when to brake, how to drive. Like she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, mom, I, I do this for a living. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Oh. Uh. Well, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I was looking for my pen. You, yeah. you stole it. I had it. Where was it? It was right here. I had it. Look, right there. I see that. That's a nice autograph. All right. So, hope that answers your question, Michael. So, next question. I think I might save that for later in the season. It's who's your favorite teammate to work with? And that's from Johnny Mewborn. But I'm not permitting you to answer that just yet. Okay. We'll ask that down the road. So, I'm Johnny, my tongue. Johnny, you're going to have to wait. I'm sorry, buddy. Okay. This is a good question. This question comes from Sammy Harrell at Sumter, South Carolina. Thad, what is the hardest part of trying to put a, together a whole season? I guess I'll let you know at the end of this year, right? I've never, <laughs> I've never run a whole season. Well, I guess I run a whole season on Trans Am. And just the fact that one or two bad weeks can really ruin your chances. Like, you go back and look at Corey Heim last year. He had 20 top 10 finishes, and we only run 23 races. So, three races he finished outside of the top 10. Other than that, he was a top 10 driver every week. If you're going to beat him in points, you got to run 21 top 10s, right? So, when you're running for a championship, when you're running a full season, it's really just making the most of every single race. Like if you have, I mean, like just in Atlanta, we could have finished 32nd. We could have been the second car out of the race. But since my guys fought hard, we got, what is that, six extra points for finishing 26th. So this continuing to battle for each and every point throughout the year was sticks out to me the most about running a full season. So that's it. So from a driver's point of view, I can definitely see that. You want to know what the hardest part of putting a season together from my point of view? Sponsors. Sponsorship. Trying to get you to the track. That yeah. is, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of sleepless nights too. It is for sure. You got to, well, you know all about that too. Yeah. So this question, this is changing gears a little bit, but this is a question from Kevin Nielsen from West Dallas, Wisconsin. Do you think you will ever race at Slinger Nationals at Slinger Super Speedway? Kevin, I would love to race at the Slinger Nationals, but I don't I traditionally I haven't done any super late model stuff, so I don't I don't know that that's something that I would actually do unless I was to get a call. I would love to do something like that though, like even any of those big races. I want to do the Snowball Derby too. I want to do. Yes. There's just like a bunch of big super late model races that I want to run, but 
keeping my focus in the truck series for for right now. <laughs> yeah, let's knock that one out first. But no, there, there's there's opportunities this year for some other deals. And listen, if you had the chance to do snowball derby, I'd like take it because I've seen that race. It's a lot of fun to watch in person. Bubba Pollard, it's my boy. He's a good. He's a good, good driver. super late model oh, driver, yeah. dude. Him, Stephen Nassie, oh, Casey yeah. Roderick, yep. all, all those local guys that are. I mean, not local, just super late model guys yep. that just whoop everybody's it's butt. Just, that's what they're good yep. doing. They they really don't want to go anywhere else. I mean, it's it's like a lot of truck drivers or Xfinity drivers, like the Allgaiers and that Craftings of the world. I mean, they find they found what they were excelling at. Yeah. God bless them. No need, no need to move up for for just the sake of moving up. Yeah. All right. Last question for today comes from John Rame from Elbridge, New York. Do you stick around to watch NASCAR races following your race to improve racing lines for the next time you race at a particular track? This year, John, I have not, but traditionally I do. Obviously, in Daytona. It rained the entire weekend, and I did not stay till Monday night at 12 o'clock when the Xfinity cars were racing. I was home in bed way before that, and then at Atlanta, I also left shortly after the race. But Vegas, I am staying through Sunday. I will stay and watch all the races. So that is that is something traditionally I have done in the past, just stay and enjoy the race. Even, like, first and foremost, I was a fan, right? Like, that's what got me into all of this is that I enjoyed the cars. I enjoyed the racing. I enjoyed watching it. So I think that that is something that I will do. And I go back and watch a lot of film to improve racing lines and stuff like that. So there you go. Good deal. Well, that concludes the question segment for today. So appreciate that. Again, shout out to... Mr. Jim Boyle for getting those questions to us. You got quite the fan club, man. They were they were happy. They were sad. They were feeling all types of emotions. I'm sorry, man. Weeks. I'm sorry I'm putting y'all to the test of these first two <laughs> races this year, man. I want I want y'all to be as happy and as, as bad as I want to be happy. I want to stand in victory lane, you know, each and every week. But just like you said, some realistic goals, man, is just to start having solid days. Just putting the whole day together. This is hiccups this is a brand new deal we will have this this kind of stuff happen and we're probably not done with it yet even as bad as i want to be but we will have this kind of stuff happen and i'm just excited to put all that stuff behind us and go to vegas and just put together like i said just a solid day i think if we come out of there with a top 15 finish i think everybody will be like all right now let's improve from there Mm -hmm. it sets the new baseline right so i'm excited about that and excited about going out there and putting some laps down at one of my favorite places to race is Vegas. So that's really cool. The city, like I said, I'll take it or leave it, but the racetrack is cool. So going out there with the South Point colors will be very much fun. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Sounds good. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to Maiden Level Cross presented by Pristine Auctions. Be sure to rate, review, and like, and subscribe, and all that fancy stuff on your favorite streaming platform. And be sure to follow me at Thad Moffitt on all social media.